0: Hello and welcome. You're listening to Need to Know. When it comes to navigating college and beyond, there are just some things you need to know. Like, is college worth it? How do you deal with student loans? And how should you choose your major? That's where this podcast comes in. We're Christina and Michelle, the hosts for this podcast. Join us as we answer some of your biggest burning questions about college and debunk the myths about the application process. Hi, Christina. Hi, Michelle. What are we talking about today? Today, we're talking about what to do if you like or don't like your professors.
1: Okay, I think you're going to need to explain that one a little bit more um, because there's (laughs) a lot of people going into college are probably thinking, why do I have to do something?
0: (laughs) Okay, that's a good point. So the the reason we started thinking about doing this podcast is if you heard our previous uh, episodes, um, we talk a lot about establishing connections with your professors that you really like. So um, if you really have a professor that has really, I don't know, shown you the world or um, kind of changed your views on a lot of things, definitely hang on to that professor. um, And we're going to tell you in this episode how to do that and how to establish that um, kind of relationship and maintain the connection um, so that later on when you leave college or as you progress through your college career, um, you can still, in a way, hit them up and, you know, get their feedback on anything that you need feedback on or get them to write a recommendation letter, which is going to be the bane of your existence once you graduate. so, yeah, some some tips like that. And then also what to do if you are having a tough time with the professor. Um, either that's your personality is not matching or they're just not doing their job correctly. Like what steps you can take to address that.
1: Yep. And uh, I want to add when we're talking about what do, you, what do you do when you like the professor? It's also um, I have a couple stories that I could share a little bit later about like in certain cases, professors, they, we see them as existing just within the classrooms a lot of times, but that's really not the case. Most of the professors that I had when I went to school for design had outside careers as well. And I have a good friend of mine who was actually hired by one of those professors for his agency outside of the school as well. And that was entirely because of the connection that they had while she was learning from him. And he was handpicking her basically like, yes, I'm hiring you. So it can be more than just the nurturing connections and getting feedback. They become part of your network. And honestly, when people say that networking is the best way to get a job and virtually, you know, the only way to get some jobs, they're right. So that's what we're talking about.
0: Yes. And definitely. Um, so how do you want to start? You want to start with the the good, right? The
1: yeah, positive. let's. let's... <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> It's so like the okay, good news so, and bad news. We'll do good yes.
0: first. <laughs> so we'll jump right into it then. Um, so what do you do if you really, really like this professor um, and you um, really want to keep connection with them? So the first thing is definitely to um, get their like contact information, both their personal email, personal slash work email outside of the school network, mm-hmm. um, and then get their school email. Um, I say this because some professors don't use their school emails while others use their school emails diligently. So it's good to have multiple ways to connect with them. And if they're really good at their job and they're one of those professors who will give you their personal cell phone number, have that on file as well. So you can always shoot them a text and um, call them up. But that's not to say like call them up at midnight. (laughs) That's not cool. I'm just like... (laughs) shoot them a text when it's like business hours and hey you need a resume a recommendation letter to go along with your resume or or anything um when you're applying for internships grants scholarships um and anything um so that's one thing and the next thing is to make sure you tell them you appreciate them i don't think we do this enough, actually. Um, I definitely remember going up to one of my teachers and saying like, thank you so much for teaching me so, so much this semester. And she was like, hey, if you need an extra elective for your next year, because that's your last year, you can just do an independent study with me and you can do whatever you want, and I'll give it to you. Like, I'll just give you the credit. Because she knew I worked (laughs) really hard, and I was like, that is so awesome. Like, I just legit love this professor. And when you tell them that you really appreciate them, they really do put in the extra effort to, like, establish a friendship with you. And that's so awesome because you can always, like, if you're having problems with anything in school work, um, they're always there to, like, catch your back. I don't know if you've had this experience, Michelle, but definitely, like, with professors that you've established connections still at this point
1: mm-hmm. even in, after
0: leaving college?
1: So I actually funny enough, um, I kept in touch with uh, one of my professors from my time in Singapore of all things. I I feel like I had a bit of a weird falling out with some of my professors from Boston University, which I can get into a little bit later. Um, mm-hmm. but that you know my, my one of my teachers from Singapore, he uh, taught a class about the business side of art and design. Uh, he was a freelance designer and he did a lot of projects for the Singaporean government that he bid on. He was talking about that kind of thing. So I actually specifically made an effort to keep him as a contact because I was thinking if anybody here is like doing something that I would want to do or somebody I would want to like have as part of my network, it would probably be him. He taught one class, just that one class. He didn't do any others. So it was very important for me that I made sure I had his information. And he's one of the only ones that I've actually contacted on a moderately regular basis. Um, And speaking of contacting, I want to jump back to a point you made at the beginning about Mm -hmm. uh, forms of contact. Uh, I could just straight up say I do not have any phone numbers for anybody. Um, I don't want the phone numbers personally. And I have found that... um, Email, The reason you want the personal email is because a lot of times professors may either leave the school or uh, they lose access to that email or they just don't check it as much because it's full of junk requests sort of thing. So the personal email is a really great way to do it. And then the other, the best way that I know of is to have them added on social media. I have several of my professors added on there and that's kind of where I keep in touch with them. I have an idea of what's going on with them. Like, you know, one of them is doing a gallery show, for instance. Another one just had a baby. It's one of those, I can see the updates and we can have this kind of connection. Um, And you're allowed to leverage that with professors, especially like once you leave the class. Uh, I also, Christina and I both, have uh, high school teachers added and that has been a long lasting connection. So (laughs) it just becomes this.
0: (laughs) It just becomes this. Yeah, go
1: ahead. She's thinking of, the. we just went to our uh, former art teacher's house for dinner recently. So uh-huh. Well, she's or sorry, cool. I did. <laughs> I did, yeah. and Christina was, Christina was toasting us from Spain at the time. Um, so it's you can actually have these relationships exist um, on social media, and that becomes a really, because of the world that we're in today, that becomes a really good way to maintain that. So I just wanted to
0: make that point a little more clear. Mm-hmm. And to kind of add to that, if a professor, like, if they, um, or a teacher, if they... Um, want to invite you to like a picnic or you know end of school year program please go there because you'll meet other people in that network um and right. you never know like where that can take you as well so like it's all about <laughs> the degrees of separation right so like yeah oh you all went through this program okay so they graduated three years before you they're doing this right now in their career maybe they can give you some insight maybe they can give you uh oh do this if you go to this school. Like there's like tidbits that you can pick up from these people and these connections. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to, to like put yourself in the most prime position for like getting these tidbits. Right. Um, yeah. So that's definitely something that you should think about when um, you're like befriending your teachers and they're like saying, Hey, you know, I'm having this cookout, come here. It's unfortunate that I'm traveling right now, but I always go if I'm in the States. <laughs> and right. Always,
1: always. I actually, um I have an interesting story where uh, when we were graduating from well, not graduating, but a lot of my classmates were graduating when I was studying in Singapore, and we went to a dinner, and uh, one of the people had just gotten engaged, so that actually became a class-wide engagement celebration dinner, and it, it, it's kind of one of the most fond memories that I have of, of this particular teacher, who is absolutely batshit crazy. Sorry, can I curse? She was yes. crazy. <laughs> she was very, <laughs> she was very, very crazy. Um, but it's it's one of those like you end up having this connection with the teacher and it's really kind of difficult to replicate that if you're just
0: always talking about business stuff too. Mm-hmm. That's that's true. You do want to have some of that like personal connection because a lot of your business connections, like professional connections, um, are based off of like personal connections. <laughs> yeah, being genuinely
1: interested in the person, even if they're a professor, is a huge, huge bonus. And also, I think it's almost a requirement.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, in anyone in the in your life, <laughs> yeah, really. How to how to what's that book? How to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. Add that to the book list, guys. Um, <laughs> we are not affiliated, but we might be one day. Um, but it's that's a really good point. Like that's a really good book to read um, for you if you're like not great at making friends and you need to learn how to do that. Anyways, and I digress. I-
1: I was going to say, I think the last point for um, what to do if you really like the teacher and you want to maintain the question or the maintain the relationship is to ask smart questions. Um, if you are curious about a subject that this teacher is teaching, you are more than welcome in the vast majority of cases to just ask. Whenever you have something where you want to learn more than what they're presenting in the class, you don't. Especially with college, you don't have this clear boundary a lot of times um, when you have office hours and those kind of things. So the way that I actually had a lot of teachers really like me. And part of the reason was because I was always asking more than what they were just teaching. I, my questions never really, they pertain to the class, but it was like beyond that. And it was something that where they got to talk a lot about, you know, the stuff that they were interested in, I get to learn a lot. So asking questions is the, probably the best way that I can think of um, to be able to really kind of further your interest in this topic that you're exploring while deepening that connection with the professor.
0: Yeah, they people love talking about what they love, really, so oh, like, yeah, that's the definitely
1: best, a really good idea. The best uh, piece of advice that I ever got for conversations is from my dad, who is a great conversationalist, and he said, people love talking about themselves, so if you ask them questions about themselves or things they're interested in, they will love you, even if you say nothing, <laughs> beyond just the
0: question. Exactly. So there you go. Um, what to do if you have a teacher you really like? Um, yep. So now we're going to talk about the opposite side of that coin, what to do <laughs> if you don't like a teacher. So I'm going to yes. let you take this one on. All right. So um,
1: I, we had an interesting experience um, that I'm going to talk more about at the very end of the episode with one teacher um, where she really wasn't doing her job particularly well. And she really wasn't kind of treating us as students as like, human beings, it felt like sometimes. (laughs) I know that sounds extreme, but you'll understand why a little bit later. So I actually have quite a bit of experience with dealing with teachers that I don't particularly like. Um, Not just this one teacher, but there's been others that I've had that I'm just like, you aren't really helping me get to my goal as my teacher. This is also what you're being paid to do. So um, if you have a teacher that you don't particularly like, the first thing you want to do is identify whether or not that's some sort of like personality clash which is totally common. I actually had uh, one teacher who I had for a typography class and it was just, we didn't really get along personality wise. She was totally fine as a teacher. I remember learning things from her, but I had to go and make a mental note to enter that class, putting aside my issues of like, I just don't really click with this personality of a teacher and being able to do that and identify that actually saved my butt in the long run I don't know if you guys remember a few episodes back. I talked about how I had to literally uh, get the signatures and convince my design teachers to let me go to Singapore. This teacher, the one whose personality I didn't really click with, she was the one who was the first signature on there to say, let her go. And she was the one who was my ally in convincing the others. I didn't particularly like this teacher. And it was just a matter of, I don't, you know, think your jokes are funny, or we're kind of grading. And some, in some ways, we were just too similar. <laughs> like, we, we were both barely abrasive people. So um, being able to, first of all, identify whether or not it's a problem with the, the, the teacher or just an issue between, you know, maybe this isn't the best person, but I can still learn from them. Like, this isn't a, a perfect click of like, I wouldn't be their friend. That's really important to identify early on. Would you agree?
0: yeah no i absolutely agree but i do want to throw in a little caveat in here if a teacher is being tough on you guys and you don't like that and you think that it's because they hate you it's most definitely not always the case i mean some teachers might not like their students because <laughs> of personality and you know yeah. i do hear teachers rant to me about about people they obviously are not too fond of but if the teacher is tough on everyone and that's and that's their like game they just want the best out of you because trust me there's it does you no good to be uh too soft or too nice in school because when you go out of the school and you're like in the real world it's about 10 times harder so it's good to have those tough critics i guess in your like uh, teacher uh (laughs) rollo (laughs) gex um So that like they're gonna be the ones that are like really going to push you and so like understand the difference between like a teacher being tough on you because they really care about you versus a teacher Mm -hmm. not liking you because of your personality or your personality is just not matching like be like critical like take a step back and really understand that that's i think one of
1: the right and one of the really easy ways to kind of identify that is whether or not they are being equally hard on the class and it's specifically on the subjects that they're teaching Or whether or not they're actually making personal digs. I did have a teacher that was actually, um, he had a personal issue with me. Uh, This was Mm -hmm. back in high school. One of the easiest ways to figure out was he made a a point to go out of his way and single me out. And that was a candidate. Okay, he's being particularly bad about me. And then it got to the point when I left it unaddressed, which I now know better, um, where we actually had to bring in parents. And it, it was just a whole mess. Um, so being able to say, okay, is this kind of an even blanket or is this, you know, a personal dig that, that is a really good indicator.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but also some professors know that people are at different levels and obviously right. people are at different levels. So if they know that you can handle the heat and they give you the heat, take it and yep. take it and strive because you can handle the heat <laughs> and they know you can handle the heat and they're giving you the heat because you're awesome. Um, yeah. So there's my three minute pep talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> um, so being able to figure out whether or not, y- you know, it's more of a personal thing or more of just a teaching style thing is really important. If it's a teaching style, maybe that you don't particularly connect with also, which is pretty common. Um, you can actually look for outside resources that your school may provide uh, to help you get through that class. So I actually had a really good friend of mine who um, they she had to get through art history lectures. And she just, it never clicked in her brain. It was just something about like the the, the style of this particular uh, class and the teachers that were teaching it. She like fell asleep in five minutes flat. <laughs> we also had a teacher with a heavy Southern accent. And this friend of mine, she's from China. So she had no idea what he was saying. And, and it really became an issue because of the teaching style, even more so than the accent or anything like that. It, it was specifically the teaching style that was a problem. So in her case, this was a required class. What we ended up doing is she actually asked me for help. So I ended up teaching her. Uh, I tutored her all the way through that class. Um, She paid me in pizza. And... uh... (laughs) yes (laughs) um but we also made sure that like we went out of our way to get her the resources so um the textbook wasn't particularly good so we went and looked online for better resources like you can if it's a class where maybe it's just a clash of the teaching style it's your job also to reach out to the ta for the class if there is one uh talk to the teacher directly if there is one and just say i'm having a really hard time understanding this particular topic and i think it's just like, I'm I'm just having more trouble processing this information. Do you have any other resources? I know I learned things well this way. So figuring that out, that's a really, really good way to do it. So you don't end up just like being like, oh, this is such a bad teacher. Sometimes it's just, you just don't learn the way that they're teaching. So it's a communication that you need to have happen.
0: Mm -hmm. I totally agree with that. Um, Two things. I had one professor who we really thought he gave no effort in teaching. He would like watch YouTube videos while we, through. And then he would critique us like <laughs> through, only, and then finals. It was just like you're not. He wasn't there to give us any direction, and it was a really critical class. It was for drawing. It was like mm-hmm. drawing basics, and he he didn't teach it the way I was hoping for. There were no textbooks. There were like it was like zero teaching, and his philosophy was like just draw and you'll figure it out. And <laughs> me, that like,
1: what? Right. Um,
0: and so that's something that you know it comes down to really figuring out what your learning style is and then figuring out whether or not your professor can work with you. Um, and if they're good professors and they really care, which most of them do, um, they will help you figure out what is a good learning style. Not everyone's learning style is sitting in a dark room looking at slides and listening to a person talk about those slides. Like People learn differently. So it's, it's really about figuring these things out and then like youtube videos right if you have a topic that is something that you can find on youtube you can slow that thing down or watch it 10 10 times um which is another thing that another resource actually that you can look into using um but yeah those are like just some quick tips about what to do if the style of teaching is not really jiving with you
1: yep um and those are really the key things is just that you want to pay attention for it, to recap whether or not it's a personality clash or whether or not it's a teaching style clash. Typically, if those things happen, um, it's really not an issue with the professor. It's just the, the people are different. We communicate in different ways. So that's why we're giving you those tips to make sure that, you know, you can actually acknowledge that ahead of time and then be able to come through the class because again as I used my story example earlier sometimes that teacher that you're like ugh, I don't really know what I don't particularly like them that teacher can end up being a very strong ally and it could be somebody that you would then add to your network in the future so you don't want to just outright dismiss of like oh they're such a horrible teacher unless sometimes they very much are are you ready for story time
0: <laughs> yes I've been waiting for this all day let's go Hey guys, Christina here, popping in with a quick trigger warning. Um, in this episode, Michelle and I do share stories with a bit of a gory detail, so if you do not want to hear those, the timestamp will be down below in the show notes. Okay, back to the show. Okay, so I told the story in a couple places
1: before um, because it's such a good example. So going into this, I need you guys to keep one thing in mind. If you're going to a college... You are paying for the college. That means you are the one paying the teacher salaries in most cases. I went to a for-profit college, so this was doubly true. Um, If I'm paying $50,000 a year, basically, you better believe that uh, (laughs) I'm going to make sure that I get my money's worth. So uh, I had that mindset going in. And we had this teacher... It was our first ever typography teacher. We are sophomores, I believe, in the story. Yes. Um, And so we had this teacher where she came in and everybody, the administration and the other teachers were extremely, extremely excited to have this particular teacher join the school. She had literally written the textbook uh, that most schools use for typography one. (laughs) So uh, everybody was really stoked to have her on board. And we as students were really excited as well because she came with this big, you know, hype essentially around her. Um, and we quickly realized that we weren't really sure whether or not we were just, you know, fairly new to the subject matter and not getting it, but we realized early on there was kind of like a little bit of a, a delay in our learning, it felt like. And then, um, remember how I said earlier about personal comments? This teacher started, um, when we're already kind of iffy about her teaching, started going after one student in particular, um, we had a—it's a friend of mine now, um, who's actually incredibly successful. But she ended up changing majors. A lot of the reason she changed major was because of this teacher. This girl would take notes on her phone. Uh, she had discussed it with the teacher at the beginning of class. Teacher was fine with it. She would take her notes, take a photo of the board, sort of thing, and go back to her notes. And this teacher decided one day that she was going to switch her. Like pre-agreed, yes, this is fine. To a why on earth do you have your phone out? Put your phone away. And she actually went after this girl and picked on her to the point that she ran out of the room crying. At one point, um, I was so upset. I have, <laughs> I have a little bit of a strong sense of justice, uh, which maybe Christina can vouch for. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So I was upset because we, as students, had all we were all kind of like, "What the heck is happening? Why is she going so hard on?" this poor student, we all know, we saw this conversation. We know that this is okay. We also know that this is how the student takes her notes in every class and it works really well for her. So we're upset about that. Um, And then as the class goes on, we're still having a lot of trouble kind of learning the information. A lot of it was um, because she had written the textbook. She was just like, just look at the book, just look at the book all the time, which was a little bit tricky. (laughs) We're like, we're in the class for a reason. We could just read the book. Yes. But we'd like you to actually teach. Um, And the assignments didn't really feel fairly effective either, unfortunately. And then um, the final straw, we were already kind of discussing what to do about the teacher. Do we reach out to the administration? Um, Me and one of my best friends were spearheading this movement uh, with me kind of being the one talking to everybody. And we had um, a really horrific incident happen directly outside of our school building. A student was hit by a tractor trailer uh, on the way in to our typography class. So I had been to the class early and students were coming in and we had one girl come in very late, 15 minutes late to the class. Um, and we all could see this accident from the window. So the teacher starts going at it, just completely digging into this girl for like, why are you late, et cetera. And the girl just stony faced, she's very pale, stares at this teacher. And the teacher's like, why are you so late? And she was like, I was a witness for the accident that just happened. And uh, she explained that it was the biker that had been hit by a tractor trailer. And the teacher starts going off about, this is why you should wear helmets. On and on and on. And then she finally stopped. And the girl just looked at her and said, this is so-and-so. He was wearing a helmet. He didn't have a head. And that moment will always stick with me. Because she was just, you could tell she was in shock. The student who's like sharing the story. And she literally just witnessed somebody die. And this teacher... When she has already explained, by the way, that she's a witness to an accident, she was held by the police (laughs) in order to give a statement. This teacher could not let go of, like, the, you're late, you should never be late. And then immediately when she had a valid, extremely valid reason for being late, turned into quite literally, like, taking shots at a dead person. Um, That was the final straw. And... For anybody listening to this story, I know I probably should have given a little bit of a warning there. I do apologize if that was slightly triggering in any way. But um, in the classroom setting, that's not appropriate. It is never, ever appropriate to be taking those kind of personal digs at something and then to have such a large ego, really, that, you know, you are more important than somebody's life. Um, so I immediately went to administration sort of thing. Like I was just, as soon as that class was out, I was up in the office and I was like, this is exactly what happened. Um, my friend Brad and I, we actually laid out the case. Um, we had already had all the support of all the class. Um, we made sure that we went through the whole process and we actually did get this teacher fired. Uh, it was only, I think two months into the semester at this point. And, uh, the other teachers were actually kind of annoyed at this because they, A, had to pick up her slack. Uh, and B, we'd just gotten... The the literal writer of the textbook for this class that is universally used by a lot of schools fired. So they had this big um, kind of reaction. But we as students actually really from that point onward, we as a class were extremely strong as a unit. We always looked out for each other. And it very much became a case of we don't care how much prestige you have. You may be quite literally the one who wrote the textbook in this case, but that doesn't mean that you are a good teacher and it does not necessarily mean that you are a good person in this case. So we were able to kind of take that incident. And because we as the students have been the one to get this teacher fired, when they actually went to go hire the next round, they included us like crazy. Um, they might have been a little bit f- afraid of what we would do um, if they we didn't like the next teacher. We didn't think that they would actually be a good, competent teacher. So when they had, I think it was final four candidates, they actually brought in all of the students to meet the teachers. Uh, we had to we basically had a very, very large say in who would be hired out of the final candidates for the next teacher. And the one that we actually did pick and got hired, uh, shout out to Laura Gray. She was great. She was A great teacher. She didn't have a lot of procedure or anything coming with her. She had great work, yes, but like she was a really, really good teacher because she would explain the concepts and we would get it. And it was like she took the time and not just be like, here's the book. Kind of like she had this really good manner about her that made her a much better teacher than this other person did. So that's my story.
0: (laughs) I, yeah, I've heard tidbits of this, but never about um, the trigger part. We'll put a trigger warning in the front um Before
1: four years uh yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's
0: good um but um yeah that's that's insane that she would do mm-hmm. that and not you know think think about the fact that the student just witnessed something that was so traumatic um right and yeah. that's definitely a sign of a bad professor or
1: <laughs> a
0: human That probably in a lot of yeah. somewhere else in, in another area of their life that like is bringing this energy here but yeah in no way is that ever acceptable i I know that my class has gotten some teachers removed because we've given them really bad reviews and so they just don't come back next semester um Mm -hmm. i don't know if other schools do this i know my school does this um we all have to fill out a like an exit survey kind of like a
1: class evaluation plan. right yeah um, those are very common yeah
0: and so this is where we get to grade our professor um so if, if the professor's is great we, we guess that's great if they're not great um we kind of can be very honest with them in the um in the survey and then the school will try and see whether or not they come up with teaching protocols that will address kind of the modern day student issues with learning or um, do they need to create more learning resources? Which I really, I was on that committee with for my school. So I like really appreciate all of the time they put into getting this. And sometimes they're all like really stressed out so we don't do the survey form. But if you're listening to this and you're in college, please remember to do those exit surveys because they are really helpful and the school does use them. Um, to some extent. So that's definitely- So
1: Yeah, I just wanna add a caveat. Um, Yes, the surveys are really good and they're great as a tool for the school. But if you're in a situation where you have a professor that is essentially being ineffectual in their job and the entire class or the vast majority of the class agrees, you absolutely should take action well before those exit surveys come out. In this case, as I said, the story that I told takes place about two months into the semester. That was the only amount of time that we needed her to show her true colors in a sense Um, and so being able to kind of take that uh, power into our own hands as I said remember that you're the one paying the salary and not only that you also got to remember if this is a class that you need to graduate and this is a class that you're going to use in your major especially like if it's a writing class yeah maybe just leave it in the survey but if it's like your major you are going to need the base information from this class in order to progress and you'll probably need it in your career yeah. So you might as well actually take action and make sure that you learn this because this is your future that we're talking about. It's not something that you could be like, uh, well, I guess I'll just try and figure it out because you actually might get left behind. Mm-hmm. And you really don't want that to happen.
0: Right. And that, that, that's a really good point. And so I just wanted to loop back and say, if, if a class has decided that they want to go that route, um, mm-hmm. you guys should know that you have um, certain paths that you can take. Um, so there's always going to be some form of division in your school that deals with academics, um, academic life. Um, for my school, it's like this, you can do it through student voice association, which is our student government. And it's, uh, there's one for academic, uh, life. Um, and so that's basically, Mm -hmm. you can kind of voice your opinions there, or you can go directly to the school's department, um and voice your concerns there to a counselor there um there's and then it will work itself up now in michelle's case it's super extreme which is why they were able to have (laughs) this process go really quickly usually there is some time and process um that takes place Mm -hmm. um and also one quick note is to try and not take out your concern of a teacher personally on social media because your teachers are also on social media and you don't want to be that jerk. Um, We've had this happen as well where we had a really tough teacher. She's tough and I've learned so much from this teacher and I really liked her. Um, But she went online to Facebook and a student, a sophomore, had written some very nasty comments about this person and it was public to everyone in the network. Um, -hmm. and it was, it wasn't necessarily true. I think that student just, for lack of better words, had a stick of her butt. Um, and she was so like (laughs) cocky in a way, because we deal with this. As you come out of MICA, you're like super cocky about it. Um, most people, some people, not all people, um, but she was really, really mean about it. And she wrote this mean post towards the end of the school year during finals she was probably stressed out herself but the way that she handled this had caused a stir in the entire department and you could see Mm -hmm. that the professor was just so drained she was so tired she was emotionally like dead about this entire thing that she wasn't she didn't bring the fire that she usually brought when she was critiquing people and i feel like that was what we needed um And so it really affects the rest of the people's learning experience. Like you need to be cognizant about your actions and how that's going to affect other people's learning um, experience.
1: I was just going to say, I'd like to take this moment. um, It's pretty easy to figure out who I'm talking about. I'm sure with the story and the context that I gave, Um, but I would never actually wish ill on that person, especially because right now we're living in this year of cancel culture. It feels like, and I don't see it ending anytime soon. Like, The other thing you gotta remember is like, if you're in that moment, it really feels like you want to just like, ugh, like reach out and like post something out there on social media sort of thing. I think it's important for me to share my experience, but at the same time, it's also important for me to say, as Christina touched on this professor could have just had a really, really bad moment in her life and it was coming out of the students. I don't know. And I, I really want everybody to learn and grow and have the opportunity to do so. So I would never want somebody to go and like find that professor today and, like, have her deal with this hell, again, because she's already actually been through this and, and really gotten the, you know, the punishment, I guess, um, the reparations, really, for for what the actions that she took have already occurred. I don't ever want somebody to, like, go and put her on blast, because that's not, that's not helpful, <laughs> to be totally honest. Um, and it, it ends up with this, like, culture that we really should not be heading toward. So I just want to mm-hmm. make sure that...
0: yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, and then also, we actually had a, a different incident my senior year. I was not involved because could uh, going to Singapore, I missed the first half of our senior year. And that meant that I was the only student without a uh, professor guiding me for my senior year in terms of my thesis. But actually, the rest of my class had a really big issue with one of the teachers. And he had been a pretty good teacher up until senior year. Um, and it was just one of those it was a really clear moment of something else is going on here that we can't like pin down. (laughs) Like I remember one student, she did an incredibly good job. She was so, so frustrated and she would tell the other students about it, but she never went to social media and like said anything bad about this teacher. She made sure, you know, it stayed internal and she very much could have done that. So I have a huge amount of respect for her, even as a person for being able to handle that. It was a very large disagreement at the time. And, and, It's just one of those, she was like, we're going to get through this. We're going to deal with this. And keeping it internal, um, because it really wasn't a humongous issue at the time, it was just very much a, this is a lot of stress that we're all going through. It means that, you know, the teacher was able to continue teaching and he is a good teacher most of the time. That was just a particularly bad year for him um, and for the students. And it also meant that, you know, we didn't have this situation where the school then lost a normally good teacher because of some issues that were going on with a couple of the students in that
0: class. Mm-hmm. I also, there's this resource. I don't know if it's still available now. I actually need to check. It's called Rate My Professors. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that's pretty solid. Um, sometimes it's not because people say different things. I think, yeah, you do have to look at one person's track records. And so if that person is traditionally good and they're just having a Bad moment or bad semester, right. it's okay. Um, again, if there are traumatic experiences that are being dealt with that they were not cognizant of, that's an extreme circumstance that Michelle had to deal with, <laughs> um, and they handled it. Right. So yeah, and this is why I say like it changes when it starts
1: getting personal. In a sense, the the senior year incident exactly. I'm talking about, like in that case, none of it was personal. It was just very much the teachers were extremely overburdened that particular year. We had two teachers go out on maternity leave. We knew exactly why things were going the way they were. It was very much a class thing. And this one student had a particularly like bad time dealing with this teacher. And it wasn't a personal thing. It just happened to be as a result of everything else that was
0: going on. But, yeah. And I do have one really yeah, ahead. short story um, about my previous point about a teacher having a bad moment. So we had a professor who, everyone seems to like and he's pretty good mm-hmm. um in terms of like teaching style and like getting information across and being tough in all the right moments there was one particular moment where he did not handle something very well um some a student in his class had sliced up i guess a quarter of her finger off uh trigger warning here we'll put in the front um but <laughs> so she kind of screamed the f word and Everyone was like, what? So everyone was hardworking, making models. And accidents happen in the architecture studio, of course. Um, and so she, with an exacto, sliced her finger by accident. And um, she was freaking out. And that professor had a moment where he did not handle it very well. He was like, oh, just a little cut. And I'm like, mm-hmm. can you not see? She is spewing blood. <laughs> um <laughs> Like because I was a tech, I was trained to be a technician Mm -hmm. um, in the shop, and the shop is attached to the classroom. So, of course, I had to give her first aid and do you know we all just did what we knew what to Mm -hmm. do, called nine one one, had the other techs do that um, while we handled her and make sure that she wasn't in shock. Um, But he like made a a a comment like that and was like, oh, it's just a small cut, and it was just like. He, the way he handled it was not great um i'm we we told him i mean i i feel like we did tell him uh, you know behind the scenes not in front of everyone but we were like hey that wasn't a cool way to handle it um but uh, if you're on a level where you can call out your teachers in a way like that that's that's mm-hmm. good um but i mean overall he's good he's just had that moment so like don't let that also be something that um makes you change your view about someone. Just know that there are ways to address things and nip things in the bud. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's our story. Uh, really quick. This is such a, I, yeah. Before Go we ahead. sign off,
1: there's one more point that I want to make sure we hit on. And that is rate my okay. professor. Um, because even if, I, I'm sure that site does exist, and I'm sure there are other variations on it. Um, I just want to say, because you brought it up earlier, take that with a grain of salt. Rate My Professor is actually quite a good resource, and so are the other things that I kind of aggregate student accounts of what it's like to be with a professor. However, Mm -hmm. sometimes a teacher will have like a not great rating on Rate My Professor, but they turn out to be a great teacher for you specifically. Uh, I actually had one teacher who at the time, I have no idea what his rating is now, but at the time he had like a very mediocre rating. People are like, if you avoid anybody in the department, avoid this guy. Uh, but he was fabulous. <laughs> like he was, for me, this is the teacher with the, the thick Southern accent. Um, and a lot of the complaints actually came from the fact that people had a hard time understanding him. I I have an aunt who's very, very Southern. I had no issues understanding him. And so it was also the fact that he was quite old and his teaching style was a little bit different than everybody else in the department. So it turned out that the that Rate My Professor rating had more of, there were other things kind of going on influencing that in this case, his accent, Um, and being able to say, okay, for me, this won't be a problem. And really taking a closer look and taking those reviews with a grain of salt is kind of important because you could miss out on a really great experience. For my Chinese friend, yeah, if she could have avoided his class, it probably would have made a lot more sense for her because there's no way she was going to be able to understand him. But in my case, it actually worked out really well, and I had a really great relationship with him. I was virtually the only student in my particular year that he knew by the time that we graduated, because I was the only one in his classes. So just wanted to give that mm-hmm. as an example. That's a really good point. yeah, <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a really great point. It's like, know that you're unique and that you might find that shining connection with that one <laughs> professor that no one else seems to like. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: there were there were cool. other people who liked um, it. It was just a very few of us.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that really makes sense. And, um, yeah, be open-minded. You're in college. Be open-minded. Um, there's a lot of things that are shifting and changing, um, including kind of how you think and how you process information. So, yeah, so just to recap what to do if you like your professor, get their contact information. So, like Michelle said, personal email, school email, or um, sometimes I have professors who give me their phone numbers. Um, so, keep those in file. Social social media, very, very good way to keep connection. I have a history teacher who is always posting like, archaeological findings. And that's really awesome to read. Um, so there's that. Um, and then just, you know, take them out to go out to lunch with them, go have a drink with them once you're legal. Um, and <laughs> sorry, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> no, it's good. Um, and then what to do if you don't like a teacher? Is it? The teaching style that is not matching up with your learning style um or is it their teaching attitude um figure out if it's something that's truly personal or if it's something that is um more more global like is it something that's probably true with a lot of people in your class and then what avenues can you take if you are not necessarily getting along with this professor go to academic uh life whatever division you guys have in your school and kind of Talk to someone, a staff, who can either coach you through it or help liaison. Um, you have student government groups who can help you with that. Um, and you awesome also, have school dean. if it's an... Ex- Just uh, one more thing. You yes. can also go
1: to the counselors and the yeah. dean of the school for this. That's what we did.
0: Yes, absolutely. Okay, so that yes. And that would be considered admin. Right. But, of course, Michelle went to the dean because of a dire circumstance where this was something that was, like, it's not a Actually, well, at any
1: point. It had more to do with the fact that we actually did not yeah. have the support system that you had um, because our college was particularly mm-hmm. small within the university as a whole. So we really only had a couple people in front of us, basically, that we could deal with. So the whole point is, if your school has a body to deal with this, go to them. If they do not, go to the teacher's boss, basically, <laughs> whoever that
0: person would be. Yeah, that's yeah. Point. yes. And deans. the deans are the teacher's bosses. Yeah. Um, and so you know, join, join those conversations with them and um, tell them that this is not acceptable. Um, So good point. Um, And then what are some of your other stories, guys? Post them in our comments or shoot us an email and maybe we'll read those off in one of our uh, college story series that I really want to start. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so without further ado, we're gonna sign off for this week. Thank you for listening. Um, and we'll see you next time. Yep. See you next time, guys. Hey, guys. We hope this was a value packed episode for you. Are there any questions you'd like us to answer in the future? Send an email to at gmail.com. If you liked it, please smash that subscribe button, leave us a review, and tell your friends. Make sure to check out the show notes for resources. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.